Hey there, folks. Welcome to this week's trip in the desert of Woods or Less. So happy you could join us. Happy might not be the right word. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm happy to have all of you joining us. <laughs> but happy. If you listened last week, you know that happy might not be exactly, exactly the right word. Um, if you're wondering if I'm less pissed this week than I was last week, it's just probably not. Um, we got a lot to discuss. We got a lot to get to this week, and uh, I am grateful that you're here. Um, this uh, this has certainly been a difficult uh, it's been a difficult period for uh, our country, and uh, I'm really concerned that it might not be getting a lot better anytime soon. Uh, we are uh, in the midst of the constitutional crisis. Uh, given, and I, I, I listen. I hate using hyperbole. Just the word hate is a good example of hyperbole, but um, I really don't like to um, overly react uh, in situations like this um, and stir the pot even further. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what else you call it other than um, I, I honestly don't know what you call it other than a constitutional crisis. We have, uh, you know, as if you listen last week, um, the Republicans are in, involved in a full-fledged assault on American democracy. And uh, this week we're going to talk about how they're also on a full-fledged assault on uh, the American principles of freedom. And uh, those, um, this case is, uh, this Supreme Court case that's set to undo Roe versus Wade is a representation of that assault on the values that under, um, that are the foundation of the America that we have always come to know it as. And that. That part of it really, really concerns me. So, um, I guess with uh, with no further ado, we will get right into it. This is a piece called uh, Let Freedom Ring, or not. For years now as an English teacher, I have struggled to come up with the perfect example to teach my students about irony. Underwhelmingly, I have often found myself resorting to that insepid Alanis Morissette song, but somehow focusing on 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife, please excuse the pun, just doesn't cut the mustard. But with the same crowd of supposed freedom-loving patriots now vociferously applauding the recently leaked Supreme Court decision that will inevitably overturn Roe v. Wade and strip women of their constitutional rights to safe and legal abortions, I think I finally have been gift-wrapped the perfect example of irony that I have been looking for. After all, how else can one describe someone suggesting that they are a defender of American freedom when what they really mean is that they want the freedom to tell others what to do with their bodies, to take rights away from their fellow American citizens? Sadly, the full comprehension of that irony will be lost on a group of people too stupid to recognize it. And just as sadly, it will be too late when they find that their rights, too, have been stripped away by a Republican Party hell-bent on depriving all of us of our constitutional freedoms and imposing their minority worldview on an unsuspecting nation. Last week in Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, I discussed how this imminent decision 
signals the ever-encroaching demise of the democratic principles that this country was founded upon. But that is not the only casualty at stake here. No, unfortunately, it is the very notion of freedom itself, the other bedrock of American government, that will soon be called into question. And with it, the Republican Party will finally strip away the last vestiges of America as our founders envisioned it and we once knew it. You see, Justice Alito's decision does not apply to abortion alone. Its broad brushstrokes are clearly intended to undermine all federally protected constitutional rights and defer our personal liberties back to the states. Any rights not specifically outlined within the Constitution itself, a document that, mind you, was created in the late 1700s, are no longer guaranteed and will be left to the states to determine if you possess them or not. I'll remind you that the 1700s were hardly a progressive era. You know, with the slavery and inability of women to vote and all. So to say that we are being sent back to the Dark Ages, or at least that some of us in the red neck states will be, is hardly an overstatement. Remember that 2015 Supreme Court decision protecting gay marriage? Gone. This decision will throw that too back to the states to decide. Appreciate that you live in a country with guaranteed access to birth control and personal choice in the confines of your home bedroom? Yeah, the evangelical right sure doesn't, and they would be more than happy to roll back the protections that keep the government and their scrutiny out of your personal life. You might think that the 15th Amendment guaranteed blacks the right to vote, but in the case of Shelby County versus Holder in 2013, the conservative members of the Supreme Court ruled that the Voting Rights Act of 1965 was no longer necessary. And so that too will now be left to the states. I'm guessing that states like Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama are just licking their chops at the opportunity to deprive gays, blacks, and women of the constitutional rights we once thought were sacred. Ah, let freedom ring. I hate to be Chicken Little crying about the sky falling in, but the repercussions here are dire. As we discussed this around the dinner table the other night, my son immediately grasped the end game here. By sending this back to states polarized on these issues, our country will be further divided into vastly differing governing ideologies. And yeah, that whole civil war thing that people have been wondering about, yeah, that gets a little bit more realistic now, doesn't it? Some states will work to protect those rights left in question and safeguard the citizens of their states. But for those living in Republican-controlled states, the basic freedoms we once thought were inalienable will vanish into thin air, like dreams of a once-forgotten lifetime. You know, it's funny that it is these same conservatives that are so petrified of the proliferation of Sharia law in Muslim countries that do not likewise see their own hypocrisy and then trying to impose their own Christian values on their fellow citizens. How far have we strayed from the underpinning ideology of the Founding Fathers who were clear in their intent to remove religion from government and create a distinct separation of church and state 
attacking the Supreme Court with activist judges who would do their bidding, the religious right is set to deprive a vast swath of this country of their own freedoms and impose upon them their own vision of a Christian America. America's founders understood innately that religious fundamentalism, regardless of what form it takes, inherently leads to oppression and a loss of personal liberty because they had seen with their own eyes how religious zealots will inevitably seek to impose those personal moral choices on their fellow citizens. That's why they composed an American constitution that would resist the confluence of church and state and reinforce that principle as a key element of American democracy. Unfortunately, it is those same evangelical Christians who are most likely to wave their American flag in everyone else's face, who then trample on the very ideals the nation itself was founded upon. The problem with rights such as reproductive autonomy, universal access to voting, and marriage equality is that they are one with decades of hard work and personal suffering, but, be can, but can be taken away with the swift signature of a pen. With the Supreme Court and the religious right intent on depriving Americans of the freedoms we have come to take for granted, we must once again stand up and fight to take them back. Freedom and democracy do not come without vigilance and sacrifice. Let's hope that we can awaken from the complacency that has mired us in ineptitude and brought us to the brink of our nation's demise. For without that mass awakening... America is set to start looking a whole lot less American. Well, folks, that's this week's truth in a thousand words or less. I, I told you it wasn't going to be any. I told you it wasn't going to be any cheerier. We'll be back next week <laughs> with a whole different topic. Maybe, hopefully, it'll be brighter. In any case, my name is Stephen Craig. I'm a host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Don't give up, hope, folks. Get out there and do something about it. Don't let them take away democracy and freedom. Fight for your constitutional rights. And I don't mean fight with a gun. I mean fight with the way the political process as our founding fathers intended it. I know, music founding father sounds awfully patriarchal and pisses me off too, but you get the idea. Whatever, it was a bunch of white dudes. They had some good ideas, they just should have included blacks, blacks, women's, and all kinds of other minorities in that whole process. In any case, my name is Stephen Craig, I'm host of Truth and a Thousand Words of Less. Come back next week, join us whenever you can, we appreciate it. Until then, I'm out of here. Peace out, y'all.